The following show features episodic breakdowns of Jackass, either performed by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. For your safety, avoid listening to this podcast at all times. Hi, I'm Mikey Aaronworth. I'm Jason Wellwood. And I'm Chris Aaronworth. Welcome to Jackass. Afternoon and welcome to the Downtown Abbey cast, where today we'll be finding out if the relationship between Penelope and Robert will continue. Also, who put their dick in Robert's birthday cake last week? Mikey, welcome to the show. Oh, uh, Mikey, it's Sir Mikey to you. As of the Queen's dissidence in the past trifecta of the hour, I do believe you haven't been uh, referring to your royal highness as thou should have. British Grandpa? Is that you from the last episode? Uh, British Grandpa! I like Dean Crumpets! I don't know. What do British people do? Does he also have a hole in his pocket? <laughs> I hope of course so. He did. And the other one is given the finger. That's how that song goes, right? <laughs> Welcome to Jackass! It's another episode of A Path of Destruction, Chaos, Fun Times, Memories. Welcome. That's not how we start the show. <laughs> we're just three lifelong fans reliving the belly laughs, bad ideas, and broken bones. Today we're re- reviewing episode number six, titled The Poo Joust, which aired on November 5th of the year 2000. <laughs> Chris. You're Chris, very serious. You like, are, you're taking this so seriously like, right now. You are, we're I talking about night, You guys always give me shit for not saying the title and doing this, and I'm trying to really get it together, and now I get shit for doing it right. This is when, goddamn it's bullshit. All right. you, you can be bad at your job. You can just do it with a little more enthusiasm. Yeah, when That's someone all. works for an insurance company and gets like a sexual assault claim against them, and they have to watch a video teaching them how to do it the right way, your voice comes up. <laughs> So, 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 Chris, why don't you tell us, why don't you tell us something more about this day? Well, there's a reason why, you know, I was very monotone there. It was actually a very sad day. Some might say a gloomy day with little sunshine. All right. So not very balmy. Yeah, no, not at all. American singer and songwriter Jimmy Davis died at the age, the ripe age of 101. Do you guys know who Jimmy Davis was? No clue. No clue. I feel like you're about to tell us though. Uh, yeah. You know, remember that great old song, You Are My Sunshine? Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, Jimmy. He wrote that one? Yeah. Good old Jimmy. I went back, I listened to the song, shed a couple tears today. I also realized we wouldn't have that great Muhammad Salah, a gift from Allah, Liverpool fan chant if it wasn't for the song (laughs) as well. So it's a double sad day. Leave leave it to Chris. I mean, let's not... Let's not pour on the sympathy too thick. I mean, the guy was 101. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, he, yeah, he's, he's ripe, kinda, is ripe the right word for that? I said a ripe age of 101. Yeah, I think, that's I think very, very ripe. It's that's, I'm not over-ripe. saying, you know, he deserved to die. I'm just saying like, come on, man, like, let's wrap it up already. You've been around for quite I'll, a while. I'll, let's leave some time in the spotlight for someone else. I'll, in the, in the sunshine for someone else, I think. Um, and I'll go on the record. I'll go on the record to state, um, I am glad that he's dead. Jeez. That's really harsh. Well, I wasn't going that far I with am. it, but all right. I'm, I'm, I was I was ecstatic the day he died, uh, and I was glad that I could just forget about him, which I did up until this moment. So hey, thanks Mikey, for reminding Mikey, me, Chris. Mikey. Backtrack yeah, here. What's up? Yeah, I, I did some other research. He has okay. a lot of grandchildren. I think you just eliminated oh, a fuck. lot of listeners oh, from us. Fuck. 
Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Either that or they're they're coming to kill you right now. Good. I like it. Hey, guess what, guys? It's season one, episode six. We're rolling through. This is we're getting close to the end of season one. It's a short season, boys. There's only eight episodes, so yeah, it's it's a little bittersweet, boys, yeah. because I'm having so much fun, and every episode just it seems to impress in some other way. Uh, I gotta say though, this episode has been filled filled to the brim with poop stuff. Like we have another highlighted poop segment coming at the end of this one again. I'm just gonna keep talking and leave no gaps, no gaps here in conversation. Let's continue on because there's really no point in belaboring the point or leaving any space where someone else might be able to interject and comment on something. It's just not that important. The first stunt up for today, well, I should say before we get to that, we get a nice little intro. An old man, a sweet old man. I think he must be he looks like a Spanish man to me. I don't know why I got that vibe. Anyone else get that vibe? Yeah, Spanish or Spanish Italian vibe. or something? Yeah. Or Italian. Yeah. Maybe I just don't know. Maybe I just don't see race and, uh, you know, culture, cultural stereotypes. Hang on. Guys. You're the one that brought this level up. Above you. you literally had one word to describe <laughs> no, him no, no, and no, you no, used no. his race. <laughs> no, what are you talking about? I didn't do that. I meant Spanish as like he had a, a Spanish... Uh, aura about him. I didn't know what is that culture. Or you know, you want to just. <laughs> we means, already lost some. Fuck some you, Chris. Grand, grandparents <laughs> That's what it means. and grandchildren. Now we're going to lose all our Spanish audience right now, too. Way to go, guys. But if there's anybody else we can alienate, just uh, let us know at Jackass Pod. We'll find a way. Uh, but hey, old, sweet old man wants to say he's Johnny Knoxville. I don't know what this new trend is that everybody just thinks they're Johnny Knoxville. He's not a star yet, but. Here we have another Johnny Knoxville out in the world. He removes his sunglasses and he says, Hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville. Welcome to Jacka. And we're off and rolling, boys. First stunt of the night is Mr. Mean Bowl. And uh, this is Johnny Knoxville for the first time on the Jackass series going toe-to-toe with an angry bull. We'll see a lot of this in Jackass, but this is kind of the the foray into it. Yeah. Uh, Mikey, what did you think? What what was your impressions coming in? You know in? what? I was I was giddy because Johnny has such an interesting relationship with bulls. And every time he and a bull get into it, it always results in something. Now, what I loved about this one is that Typically in a sketch with Johnny where he's about to do something crazy, he's the star before the stunt actually begins. But in this one, he managed to find an entire group of these bull riding aficionados. I don't know what you want to call them, but they all had their own personality. Uh, Mikey, I loved- the term is cowboy. Oh, cowboy. Sure, sure. Yeah, I would yeah, say I mean, you might have heard boy, that one before. Yeehaw. Be a bull boy. A cow is a bull. Uh, no, a, a bull. Well, a bull's a male cow. Same. <laughs> Come on. I'm not here for semantics debate. Oh, hey, what is it with you guys bringing up your own <laughs> issue and then saying you're not part of that? You're like this Spanish bull. I'm like, well, actually, it's just a, a an American cow. You're like, well, I don't like race or semantics. Like, what the fuck is Spanish going on? aura? Spanish aura. Yeah, Mike. aura. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Mike, Mikey's the true, uh, you know, those kind of guys. Those kind of guys. Yeah. What What do you mean, those kind of guys? Little, how's your father? <laughs> Why does that sound like a euphemism for a hand job? A little, how's your father? You little, know, how's like, your father? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that is. sounds like that, Jay. Can you please elaborate? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. You said something last episode about being a little boy in the back of the Taco Bell. Oh, yeah. I was the little boy in the back of the Taco Bell. 
Why, why are we why are we starting war already, Fair boys? Enough. Can't Touché. we just come it's, together it's and talk war. about jackass? Um, as long can, as Mikey doesn't call the bulls cows again. <laughs> I will do my best. I will do my okay. best. Um, so, I no, but I did. I loved the interviews with each of them. I love that everyone was kind of like, it reminded me slightly of uh, Nigel, the UK hammer when Johnny Knoxville is going to go fight him. Cause there's this hesitance to like, I don't think he realizes what he's getting into and they're kind of dismissive. But by the end of the stunt, they're all like proud of him, like on board. Like he did something to gain their respect. And he was like one of them at that point. I, I, I really like the process yeah. of this one. I think it takes a lot of balls to ride a bowl. So, I mean, I think I'd be impressed if I was in the crowd yeah. for sure. I like the one when he asked the one guy, he's like, just how mean is Mr. Mean? He's the meanest thing I've ever seen. Meanest bull that I've ever seen. Like it was like right out of the song. I don't know yeah, if they did yeah. it on purpose, but it, it, I think it was like that mean Joe Green song. That was the rodeo clown. You notice he was putting on the makeup. That was funny. Uh, getting ready to go out there with him. Yep. Yeah, also, can yeah. we give some like major props to rodeo clowns? In general, like, I agree. In general, they are badass motherfuckers. They're tough as nails. They save people's asses all the time by literally putting themselves at risk. They're literally like human body shields and. They're not even like the stars of the show, so I just want to give some, you know, props to the little guy. Yeah, they make some great porn too. And excuse me, when it when <laughs> sorry, excuse I'm me, just gonna, and, I'm just gonna back off that one. I don't want to know. And <laughs> when asked, hey, what are my chances here? Slim and none. Slim and none. Slim and none. Uh, I don't think you have a chance in hell. Pretty much everybody said the same thing. Slim and none. Slim to none. Slim and none. Yeah, I wonder if they plan that or if that's just a phrase so they I, use around the old uh, cowboy or sorry, bull boy circle over there. I feel like parts of these interviews were staged to get them to give specific answers. Like, Chris, you brought up the mean Joe Green thing. Like it, it did feel a little bit like that, but it, it kind of worked. I hope they don't do that too often because I find the funniest thing is when it happens and it's not planned. Uh, but at least it shows that they find like the crew understands that the pre stunt is now just as important as the stunt itself. And they're trying to orchestrate that a little bit. That's a good point. Indeed. Well, boys, not much to say here other than Johnny lasted about two seconds total on the bowl, which again, when you're on a bowl, that's that's pretty fucking impressive. Uh, when he hits the ground, you hear someone pretty much yell at him immediately. Get up, yeah. get out of there, run away. Like and Johnny's just he's he takes off hops the fence and if you watch the slow-mo replay on this too he almost he was pretty close to getting kicked in the head yes. the bull just kind of jumps over him and that back hoof is just maybe like a foot away foreshadowing from him, so of things scary. to come in future uh <laughs> jackass mm. moments you know what i was just thinking two seconds like on a bull and i'm like usually when someone's riding me it only lasts two seconds and they could go longer but <laughs> this is like the exact opposite i'm like i wish that happened you know i wish i had that kind <laughs> yeah. of power where like my two seconds is more than enough time oh that would be amazing Right? Imagine having the opposite problem. I can't come! <laughs> ah! Make it stop! <laughs> can't ever. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think I, this, is, this is a weird one because there isn't a ton to say about it, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think it's time to maybe get into our reviews of this one. Are you guys good with that? Sounds yeah, good. Yeah, rate me. I, I will start. I'll start with it. Um, you know, I haven't said anything negative about it. There wasn't anything outstanding, but this is definitely better than average, especially, uh, you know, when we talked about the first showing of the shopping carts and how it was underwhelming. This was not underwhelming. It was just kind of like a little teaser of things to come uh, where I think it benefited actually from knowing what this turns into. I'm giving this one seven and a half hockey helmets out of ten. Nice. Not bad, eh? Same the kind of thing we were talking about with the Steve-O stapling thing the other week. It shows 
that they just didn't start off on Mount Everest. Like, yeah, no, yeah. It, it takes a slow build up to build up the confidence and to to keep pushing yourself to the next level. So um, as much as it wasn't the craziest thing, it still takes. This is one of the scarier things that you can do. You're dealing with a wild animal that are aggressive and unpredictable that are notorious for actually hurting people. Um, I like the little pre banter, the setup. It wasn't crazy. Like there wasn't too much intensity. So I'm going to go with a six and a half out of 10. Can we, sorry, can we make a rule on this podcast where if if you're trying to give a six and a half out of 10, you have to bump it up to a 6.9 out of 10. I a million percent. Yeah. Are we on board? You know what they say yeah. about six, like six nine, like sixty nining is now called ninety sixing. Because you go ass to mouth. No, because uh, with the with all the you know the rise of costs because of COVID and everything, it's way more expensive to eat out. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's a good one. <laughs> Jay, what about you? Where are you ranking I'm gonna, in here? Yeah, I'm gonna just say that the stunt itself was impressive i shouldn't say every stunt is a home run for him because it's not (laughs) there's one later that just (laughs) made me shake my head in in disgust but uh usually when he does big stuff like like this he does not back down and he comes and he goes into it fully even if he's never done the thing before like the bikini or or this or the uh fucking fighting a boxer thing like he he always just gives it 100 percent um that always tips the score up for me because i love to see that he's not He's not scared of anything. Um, and while I didn't find the stunt maybe as engaging as some of the later stuff involving bulls, I liked it. Uh, but I'm going to go lower than you guys and just sit at about a six. Okay. Because maybe I just don't like bull riding. I, it's not that I don't think it's impressive. The guy but from out west, like, Western Canada from, <laughs> from Alberta doesn't like bull riding, really. <laughs> I, I don't know why you're having to continue with your racism and stereotyping, but there you are again. Um <laughs> You really got to hold your horses with this, man. Hey, Rab himself is going to tap into his inner caveman or inner, I don't know, what's the word? Fucking like Lord this, of the Flies. Inner... I, this this gave me so much joy. <laughs> We're watching Rab himself finding so much joy out of a puddle that had formed uh, on the road outside of his, uh, uh, Bam's parents' house. And he's just standing in it and basically like, like a, I, I think he's trying to be like a caveman or something. He's got basically a, a, a loincloth on made of, of leaves and a stick that's kind of a staff and cars are honking at him and they're splashing him when they drive by because it's so deep and everyone's just having a fucking great time this one just made me smile the whole time even though it's just an interstitial i loved it if you removed the cars and zoomed in a little bit more between the music and the visuals you would think it was a national geographic program legitimately like he sold it it was top notch and ape ape drives by out of all people yeah 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 Well, they're doing it right outside of Bam's house, so of course she's going to drive by I just figured it was like downtown, wherever they live. No, and she's like, we live in this town. You guys have to stop. (laughs) Jay, what did you think? Yeah, no, I got a good kick out of this because it's just, you know, it's kind of a continuation of what we saw in the last episode of uh, Rab doing the naked lawn mowing, and that was a big hit for me, and yeah, no, it's just, it's good to see him screwing around and just, it's like that whole, this reminded me like the CKY episode we did where it's like very much that teenage angst coming out and just ridiculous hey i was feeling like burning off some energy so here you go yeah. here's something stupid for Loved you it. and it was worth it it was worth a laugh and uh coming up next boys we've got the bmx joust today we will joust 
has committed this was just fantastic for me. This blew me away because it's another appearance of Brandon on the show. And again, he's in pure form here in his he's he's in full character. Now they're dressed up, it's him and Bam. They're dressed up in full, you know, night gear. They've got helmets and armor and they're on these BMX bikes and they pretty much just grab some trash can lids and they've fashioned up some poles and they're going to joust each other but it's the accents and the characters that make yes. it for me because the whole time Brandon's just giving these great monologues and saying all sorts of ridiculous things um, he has entered my land like he has entered my ass and this is not permitted I was just hanging out back there eating a meat pie. Next thing you know, some guy's freaking out about nothing. <laughs> oh, my God. There's just so many great, like, one-liners from him. And the jousting maybe isn't even as great as, as I would say, the commentary is in this stunt. But it's a lot of fun to See, watch. What I, I loved would... about the commentary was um, at, exactly what you said with Deco, Brandon DiCamillo. I just learned that term. I was watching videos. So Deco? I'm cool now. Nice. I'm with that's it. that's I'm what hip. we'll call him now. Yeah. Yeah, Deco. Um, but it's as much as he was delivering these, like, really good lines... Bam is like so nonchalant, but still in character. And it made me wonder, like, do you think there was like any knights back then that were just like super chill like that? They were just like, <laughs> you know, That's he's like, you ended question. thy wife. You bloody And he's like, nah, bro, it wasn't me. Wrong you person. I'm just sitting here yeah. eating my meat pies over yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Like, it was, I don't it was know. So I just love that just juxtaposition, if that's even the right word. Yeah, it absolutely is. This is honestly so so here's Jay where you're talking about, you know, you loved the the commentary and all that and the storyline building up behind it. I thought the jousting, once they got the hang of it, was fucking great. Yeah, it me too. So oh, it's funny. Painful. Don't get me wrong. And it, I enjoyed it. And and then even if if I think we include kind of all the interstitials, similar to what we did with Night Monkey in this one, where it, they kind of play with this throughout the episode. And this is one of my favorite interstitials, and I always said that about Night Monkey already, but uh, God damn it. Every time this came on, I loved it from the story to like the storyline they build behind it to the commentary that they have to the charisma of Brandon and Bam to the actual pain involved in the stunts. This one has literally everything. I'm just going to say this. I think this so far has been the most jackass stunt that we've seen to date. <laughs> You know, the the garbage can lids, I love that because they're scraping against the bike tire as they're riding towards each other. And it reminded me of that thing you do when you're a kid and you put the pop can yeah. in, the, in the spoke so it sounds like you're riding a cool yeah. dirt bike. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, Mike, you said we were going to go through this kind of like the, the, the night ape and just like cause there's a bunch of interstitials with this as well. Yeah. Um, when when they went down and the cop car was over there. That was fucking hilarious. In instantly, I was like, oh, my God. And then very quickly, I was like you know what? I bet you the cop isn't going to do shit. Because, like, how would he even write that up in his paperwork? <laughs> right. Like, what do you give like, him a it would be for? so much easier for him just to let it go and let it slide. So I was kind of, like, right off the jump. I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to get so much shit. How do they explain this? And I'm like, the fact they can't explain it very well means the cop can't explain it well. And I think they're going to get <laughs> off just fine. They're going to use that yeah. that wide swath of reckless endangerment. That's what the, that, that's what they're getting the ticket for. I, I really appreciate the momentum at this part because uh, you hear Brandon coming from a mile away and you're kind of wondering, <laughs> well, what's all the screaming about? Then he just emerges in the distance and he's fucking... One is totally made of meat. Oh, good God! 
he's biking as fast as he can down the street. He he hits a bit of a hill, so he gains extra speed, and then you kind of see the camera pan and follow him, and then there's Bam, and there's just a sudden impact. Like, you almost don't see it coming, and I think that just makes it so much funnier. Uh, uh, yeah, I totally agree. Just this madman on a BMX bike in the middle of a street. Like, I don't know. If I saw that, I'd, I'd be laughing I, And I was laughing hysterically. This this one was amazing. The, the and, and the pain when they're jousting, the guttural screams you hear from them, like, it yeah. clearly they got winded a bunch doing this uh were there any other standouts in the interstitials for you guys no i just found it interesting seeing it kind of puts things in perspective of how they film and splice things together yeah because it seemed like this episode kind of had this whole you know medieval theme to it but we've seen a lot of these clips in cky and other various like just pop-ins here and there so it, it it's interesting because it makes you wonder how much is filmed just together and they splice things, splice yeah, things in yeah, or, yeah. or see something yeah. and say, Hey, we could build a whole thing around this. I, I wish I kind of had a better answer to that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, if, if we're going to talk a little bit more about this interstitial, since it is dispersed throughout the episode, uh, I, I would like to touch on the, not the jousting part, but there's more medieval stuff yeah. that's on foot that they do just real quickly um, because they basically they ditch the bikes and now they're just battling each other with all their weapons. But they're running into places, public places like tennis courts in the middle of a football game. It looks like a college or high school football game That was game the or one something. place where they were accepted. They were like encouraged to keep yeah, doing it. Yeah, that was interesting. Eh? Like there was, I saw some players like applauding them and like you, I would have expected, you know, you interrupt a football game, one of those players is going to take it pretty seriously and like try to tackle them off the field or something, but none of that. that yeah. is, you guys want to go ahead and rate this as a whole? I would love to. Chris, why don't you start us off? I liked it a lot. I liked the character uh, build up. I liked the way that they're going back and forth. I thought, you know, sometimes they try and come up with these gimmicks and things and it doesn't land quite as well. This one definitely landed really well. Um, I also like the jousting itself. Like when they're on the BMXs, you could tell they're like they're going for it. Like they're taking some serious abdomen shots. Yeah, it's it was all around just like a very good jackass style thing. It had comedy, it had character build up, it had a premise, and it had pain. So I mean it hits all the all the checks, all the boxes for me. I would give it something very high, but you know, I for whatever reason it just you know, it was as good as it was, it didn't like jump out at me like some other things do. So I'm gonna go with an eight out of ten. Okay. Jay, what about you? You know, I liked it a lot. I, I think that, uh, like I said, it's the monologues by Brandon, particularly in the first part, made me laugh pretty hard. I just love that guy, man. He's so talented. Um, is at, he your at, Dave England? Yeah. Do you like, is he, is he your favorite? It's weird because like he's not even one of the main guys and yet he is probably one of my favorites. If he's not number one, he's pretty damn high on the list. And I think that's just because he's such a underrated talent and it him... His thing is like it's not even the stunts that he does that makes him impressive. It's just his character and his utter ridiculousness. A lot of um, similarities to Dave England there. Yeah, he's not afraid of like making an ass of himself. He's just going to be there to annoy you, and I kind of love it. Um, but yeah, as for the stunt, I'd say I'm going to give this one. I liked it, but maybe not as high as Chris went. I'm going to go with a six just because it didn't feel like as big and grand as maybe I wanted it to. But like I appreciate that it was just like DIY, DIY you know. Put some shit together, throw it at the wall, see if it sticks. And it did. They did. You guys are out of your fucking minds. You guys know we're watching Jackass, right? (laughs) Like, you you know that that what this is about is is putting some random shit together, having a premise and just making an ass of yourself. I laughed during this one. I was impressed during this one. I watched people get hurt. I watched people get mad in the audience. It literally 
touches all the bases, uh, as, as a famous Toronto Blue Jay once did in 1992. Uh, I'm giving this one a 9.5 out of 10, and I, I don't understand how you guys are going so low on this. A, eight's a great score. I don't know what you're talking eight, eight about. It is pretty eight, high. It is yeah. great, you're but I honestly, I don't know how you improve on it that much more. I think everything about this one was great. As I was saying in mind, like it checked all the boxes, but it just, there was something, I, it's like an intangible type thing that for me, it was like, it was just missing this some something about it but yeah no right. it's like just I said, like how, how your boxes, score but. is missing logic right no i get it sometimes things are just missing that's fine that's fine why why are you, why is he the one that's always off on the scores me and you are always more in line and he's the one that's trying to talk shit aj oh i'm not a i'm not a slut i don't just give away everything for nothing it's got to be really worth it you know Uh-oh. but uh moving on <laughs> oh guys real quick i've been meaning to say this earlier i found this out and i i'm trying to find a cool way to splice it in but i'm gonna forget i found out what rake is doing right now what Uh-oh. would you guess his profession is right now this blew me away insurance salesman no i'm gonna say professional only fans broadcaster <laughs> he is <laughs> actually broadcaster. A, le- a legitimate scientist what like what? like working with really? synthetic materials in a lab with a lab coat like creating like you know nucleus and metamorphosis Create, sorry or, creating nucleus I, I don't know this shit yes. <laughs> biology <laughs> biology chemistry. yeah like he's a legitimate full-blown scientist <laughs> i could not believe that when i heard it blew me blew me away that is bizarre yeah he should invent a way to make himself less creepy and smell <laughs> better maybe he's growing up some of those uh tasty lab steaks right now you know <laughs> can't wait to get get my uh get my chompers on one of those let me tell yeah, you it, hey coming up next speaking of getting your chompers into something how about some clippers boys we're going to the barber shop it is mr jeff tremaine featured in a segment this is different we don't usually see him front and center he's in the barber chair and johnny knoxville is asking for a very very specific cut here he's giving very precise instructions what we're wanting to do with them like shave it on the sides but not to the skin but just leave about that much hair and on the top we want to cut it what about that long all this in the back leave all the length if that's all right. Which the barber eventually just stops and says, so like a mullet then. You're, that's what Yeah, you he want. says a very traditional mullet. Yeah, basically mullet. like a yeah. mullet. Yeah. 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 And that's what he's doing. I don't have he's much, getting buzzed up. I don't have much to say about this one apart from the fact that it was uncomfortable. Oh like, my God, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. That one guy in the chair next to him was just eyeing him up the whole time with the dirtiest look. Well, here's <laughs> the thing is like, it's it's very clear that they're going into an all black barber shop and the mullet is like the the is 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 close to the Confederate flag of a haircut as you can get. And they're just I guess if you want to put it that yeah, way. Yeah, it just did not yeah. feel right. It, I don't know. It felt weird <sighs> to me. To me, I this was honestly one of the, I found the funniest fucking things in this entire episode. I was literally laughing out loud because it was just like you said, it was so uncomfortable. And this is like it just seems like. Things were a little, like, I know things are still bad. They're definitely bad these days, but this is definitely a few years back. And it was just like, it was really ballsy to do. And I just could not believe that they were in that situation. I, I was just like literally howling because you could tell it was not going over well, especially yeah. at the beginning. I think towards the end, they kind of caught on and had some fun with it. But especially when he got out, we had that cut off sleeve t-shirt. Like he really <laughs> yeah, looked the, the bright orange. But I, I honestly also kind of wanted the haircut. Like, I, I was looking at it. They did a really good job. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. He's professional, no doubt about that. It's almost like that. he cuts hair and, all day. Uh, re- yeah. <laughs> not, not in that way. Referencing that, <laughs> that uh, 
Referencing that shirt, though, Chris, yeah, that's a beautiful... That was probably the part that I love most, too. He walks out, bright orange shirt that just says crap on it. Just <laughs> crap. Perfect shirt for having a mullet. Oh, man. I don't know. I'd love that one. Love I don't it. know what else to say. Coming up next, we're exiting the barber shop, and we're on our way... Wait a minute. Detour. It's Dave England. Uh, a ferret. I mean, fuck. What the fuck? Dave is just trolling the audience once again, much like the door stopper and the poo-poo toilet seat. Someone is holding up a ferret in front of the camera, and uh, I think it's Dave laughing, and that's the end of the, uh, the end of the end of the end of the sketch. Not nothing to say about this one. <laughs> There's just nothing there. Like I, I think the things that I love about these Dave England random sketches is that he finds it funny, and I. I applaud him for He's that. He's 100% that, doing it for him. Yes. As the more of them yeah. happen and you start like, instead of being like, what the hell happened? You start getting used to it. It becomes funnier and funnier and funnier as you're part of the gag as well. Talk about 10 out of 10s coming up next. It's the bread <laughs> suit. And, uh, this is Johnny Knoxville. Here's okay. Here's my first thought. When I see Johnny Knoxville getting suited up in the bread suit down at the local park, the birds are out and about. I'm thinking, Oh, this could be, what the squid suit failed to be. That was my thought. Yes, same with me. Yes, we're going to see it. We're going to see it. Uh, No. This was like like the squid suit, but it was missing the only good part of the squid suit, which was the the, whatever his name was that got in the way of the camera. Like that was the only redeeming feature of the squid suit, and this was just even worse. So here's the thing. This one is not worth a rating. I think we can say that off the top, but I actually, now that it's done, I liked it, and here's why. Like you, Jay, the whole time I was like, oh, he's going to get swarmed by birds. This might actually be kind of funny, blah, 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 blah. And then it doesn't happen. And it's just so fucking boring. And they play into it by playing boring music. And Johnny's just laying down, throwing the bread off of his suit at birds. Then he gets up and says, man, this is almost as bad as the squid suit. And I died. I thought yep. that was so fucking the funny. Yeah. The, the, the yeah. music? Because I kind of, I was always wondering if they were aware of how bad the yeah. squid suit yeah, was. Yeah, 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 they so never true. really addressed it. Humility. And the fact that they addressed it. Yeah, it was that that cracked me up. Too. I, uh, that that song, though, I was like, it did put me in the mood where I wanted to go over to, you know, old Il- Mill Pond where my grandma used to take me and <laughs> feed some ducks. Like it was the perfect soundtrack. 100%. Whoever scored that did a perfect job. Like it really, it really kind of put really that nice was. tone on it. Yeah, I just got to find out with Johnny how I can join the uh, birds in the city of Hollywood club. Gotta love that. Mm-hmm. Did you get that, Mikey? What, what's that, sorry? The Birds in the City of Hollywood. Bird watching organization. It's called Bitch. Birds in the City of Hollywood. No. The Bitch Club? Oh, <laughs> Bitch right. Club. Yes, well done. Yes, that was good. Bam Margera and Brother Jess are out in the front yard just having an old brotherly chat. I'm sure you two have lots of those brotherly chats. Of course. Um, Every chat we have is brotherly. What I want to know is between the two of you, which one's the dickhead that's really just there for with an ulterior motive? They don't really want to talk to you. They don't want to know about your life. They just want to slap you in the face. <laughs> I think it's an easy one. That's, so which one that's of you? A, that's an easy one. That's Chris. That's why I'm good at speaking because I had to find a way to defend myself and it was by making fun of him as he beat me into a pulp. <laughs> he, he's gotten really good at dodging and blocking. I kind of yeah. gave him a nervous twitch for a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of. Dude, good, you, set out, you set out. You said you told told me at the beginning of the year you're like i'm gonna try oh to God. give you a nervous twitch and i was like what does that mean and you would every time you would like put a bucket on my head and slap it a bunch or like start snapping in front of my face and you gave me and every time someone would come close to me i'd like twitch a little bit you fucking succeeded oh man it's you know those things are so much fun when you're a kid and you start hearing it and i'm like oh, i wouldn't change a thing 
<laughs> no regrets, baby. No regrets, man. Live fast, die young, dog. Hey, we got to move on to the next one, but uh, man, before we do that, I, I got to ask you guys. I know we said we weren't going to rate it, but just indulge me. If you if you had to rate the bread suit, Mikey, Chris, what, what would you go with? Just real quick. You don't have to give a spiel. Just tell me what you would do. Two. I'd, I'd give it a seven and a half out of ten, but it would be rated on a different scale because it's a punchline sketch as opposed to something that you're supposed to enjoy the whole way through. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I thought, again, um, this was worthy of a 10 out of 10, right? Right, Mikey? A, you know? a 10? Uh, Come yeah, on, as, Jay. Uh, Ronald, <laughs> as Ronald A. McDonald, Toronto Blue Jays said, what the fuck did you say last time? I think that's <laughs> Touch them all because it gives us everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. It was one of those, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, no, exactly. It was. This was perfect. This was almost as good as the joust, if not better. <laughs> well said. Hey, what's better than our good old sexy friend Chris Pontius at the Renaissance Fair slaying puss. I mean dragons. Hi, wenches. <laughs> wenches. <laughs> hey, wenches. <laughs> Pontius the Barbarian has arrived, and uh, he disrespects a knight pretty early in the oh stunt. Oh my like, god, that guy got mad. If you've never been to a Renaissance Fair, if you're like, what the fuck is that? For context, it's where people dress up in like medieval attire and they've got tents set up and they're doing medieval things. You see a lot of cleavage. You got those tight, like, what do they call that? Corsets. The girls here, if, if man. There's one thing about this skit, it made me like want to fuck a chubby girl. <laughs> <laughs> like, they got some nice tits, especially with those little boosty A's going on. Those girls are tick. Boostiers, <laughs> yes, indeed. I think I think they're I think those are uh, boosty double D's. If I'm if I'm right. Wow. Oh God damn, Mike, you're good. <laughs> the knight, Chris. He disrespects a knight. Tell us a bit about oh that. Oh my God. <laughs> I this had me laughing so hard. The guy. It seemed like he was kind of playing along at the beginning, and he's speaking in oldie English. You know, O L D E, and he is just really Cavalier. committing to the act. Out of my way, old man. Sir, I am a knight of this realm and an earl, and you issue insults a friend of mine by calling him an old man. You shall speak unto me, and I shall speak harshly to you. In my words, he he thought his intimidation and his loud gestures was going to shut Pontius up and put him in his place, and yeah. He gets in his and face. Chris just wouldn't let that happen. And as the guy's walking around, he turns away the second time. He's like, not insult yourself with your lack of intelligence. Could I trouble you for a kiss, sir? Pontius just wanted a kiss. It, it was That was the best because you know that guy was like dead serious. Like this is his, you know, this is his jam. Every single year he waits for this one moment to shine because, you know, he ain't shining in real life. I'm sorry to all you uh, Renaissance fair folk, but I mean... <laughs> You're pretty cool on that day, and you're probably going to fuck some nice chubby girls with boost gaze on, but what, aside from that. Why are you that, apologizing to them? What are they going to be listening to this on? The fucking mandolin? <laughs> mandolin can't play podcasts. That's very true. <laughs> you know what, guys? Uh, going back to those boost for just a second, I don't know about you two, but I was very, very offended. And you want to know why? Why is that? Why is that? Oh, you know, look at me with my boobs out with grapes in the cleavage and guys are coming up and eating grapes out of the cleavage. The reason I'm offended by this is because it wasn't a poustier. <laughs> no, this is the medieval period. Peasants aren't eating grapes. That's reserved for royalty. That's Get true. your shit right. Yeah, grapes. Jesus were, Christ. Grapes were hard to come by, man. Any fresh fruit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> grapes. grapes. That is offensive. That is offensive. I, uh, you know what? So here's the thing is, is we talk about that interaction that Pontius had with the, like, can we just skip past most of the dragon stuff? I don't know that like that, or, or we, we can get into it, but most of this to me. Was, oh yeah. Yeah. Pontius has a demonstration. Here's how you kill a dragon. Wee man comes out in a dragon costume, chases him around for a bit. They put him in a cart and 
haul him out of the Renaissance Fair. Okay, Mike. As, some, as someone makes a, uh, a Monty Python reference, bring out your dead. Uh, 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 Ooh, uh, didn't notice that. Um, yeah, and no, but I think I think the 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 crux of this one is about Pontius's interaction with the medieval uh, the Renaissance Fair. And here's the thing, Chris. I know you're making fun of the guy who goes at Pontius, but this sketch I didn't like because if you look, if you pay attention to Pontius and how he usually holds himself, he is. He, the reason he gets kind of upset, like at the end, he's like, these fucking guys are weird. Like, what, what the fuck was that? Is because he's not in control. He's no longer the weird one. Someone else is, and they're holding court over him. He's uncomfortable. And, <laughs> I, I, and that That's a good point. Yeah. And, I, and I, I didn't like it because because it made he he seemed, you know, when you when you rock someone a little bit and then they get just a little bit spiteful and you're like, oh, I got you. I, I know you're not yourself now. And I don't like seeing Pontius like that. Well, I see to me, I think it like I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. And I think that he said he was like, get me out of here. Like, what is this shit? Not because he was rattled, but he, I think he genuinely felt bad for making fun of the people because he saw how seriously they took it. And I don't think he's the kind of guy that wants to just be like hurting people's feelings. Yeah, that's another way to look at it. Yeah. He seems like a nice, like accepting for people's lifestyle kind of guy. And I think that, you know, it's something's funny until you realize that you're kind of really making fun of something that people care about so much. And I think that's where his uncomfortability slide, or at least that's the benefit of the doubt I want to give him. True. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. You know what? There has to be contrast too between the two audiences. Kind of like Mikey, with the point you're making a little a little bit here too, is like, you know, he goes in there and he knows he's just going to be an ass to get a reaction. But how, how easy is it to get a reaction out of a crowd that is kind of accepting of what you're doing? It's not like if you just go out into public where it's like businessmen on their way to work or something, and you're in a in a devil costume. You know, that's a different kind of like you're more likely because of that contrast between the two Pontius and and the the crowds that you're more likely to get a a reaction that kind of I don't know feels rewarding because that's that's really what he wants. He wants that payoff. He wants that rush of adrenaline of ah, you know, I really pissed these people right. off and I I got a rise out of them, but. Maybe it's harder to do there. And Chris, I think you make a good point too, though. Like, yeah, those those people take it pretty seriously. So I don't know. Maybe he did feel bad. I don't know. Hard to say. Uh, or maybe that's just you being a being a softy again. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> I remember last week. Well, you know, it's all, all the meanie stuff I did when I was younger. You know, I grown up. I learned yeah, from he's my ways. Back. Um, but I was thinking last week we we're making fun of the not making fun of. We we're talking about that kid who's good going to be like a meth head and living in the trailer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They had another group of kids that are let alone going to be failures this episode. <laughs> yeah, like, how do they First of all, you're fucked this, if dude. your parents are bringing you to one of those things at, at the jump. And then second of all, they're attacking people as well. So, yeah, I just wanted to point out those little kids and, uh, you know, hope, hope one of them at least got laid by this point in their life. <laughs> Dude, I, I first sure thought you were going to say when you said, when we pointed out last episode that kid with the mohawk, uh, he became a meth head. So I did my research. And, oh, uh, <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> Fun fact of the day. We were right. Yeah, it's Ryan Dunn just hanging out on the beach. He, it looks like he climbed like one of those lifeguard chairs or something, and he basically just jumps out face first. No effort to <laughs> prop himself up or anything right into the sand, and everybody's laughing hysterically at him. Coming up next, we've got a group of three going to hit the courts. It's Cossack, Aaron, and uh, Mystery Man, who I didn't know... I didn't know who that was, if I'm honest, but uh, they're going to play some dis- department store basketball. I think that was Dave England, uh, actually. Was that England? It was England and McGahee as the referee. 
I, I lost like focus. I was just busy staring at Rick Cossack, man. He was looking thick. He was looking like a yeah. snack. <laughs> he had some power fat on him, man. Like I was like, oh damn, yeah. yo, rock my world. Yeah, dude. I want to play one on one with you, baby. He could have wore some uh, wore a, 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 a corset with some grapes hanging out of it. I think. <laughs> don't don't tempt me, oh dude. No thanks. <laughs> Go on the sporting goods store and play a little basketball. So they're playing basketball in a department store. The hoop is set up as a demo and they're just in there. Um, what I love is uh, Aaron is there blowing the whistle. So yes. he's just making a ton of noise and it's not long before the manager shows up. And uh, this manager's being a real hard ass. You know, I know it's your job and everything and you probably got told to go kick him out because you got to be the big man. But I think I'd let him play for a little bit, you know, <laughs> and then just try to like kind of reason with him because that looked like a ton of fun. The Manager threatens to put the whistle up Aaron's butt at one point. Either get out of here or I'm going to do something with that whistle you're not going to appreciate. <laughs> I missed that. The guys do start to crumble and back down and they do end up leaving, but uh, not without uh, one of the boys asking, hey, can I get some water here? That was England. That, that was so fucking funny when he did that, man. I, I laughed so hard. There there are a couple moments in, in this episode where a throwaway line at the end makes it for me. Granted, I love the premise of this sketch. Every time I, I after watching this episode that I'd walk into a department store and I'd see a, a basketball hoop, I would like impress my friends by taking a shot on it and be and they'd be like, oh, that's like from Jackass. And I loved it, man. This this one, as soon as I saw them walking into it, I, I forgot about it for a long time. And this one just brought me right back. The execution, it didn't totally. last as long as I kind of wanted it to, but I, I had a fucking t- really fun time with it. When they finish up and they're they're leaving uh, or on the way out, they uh, they kind of make a comment that the that managers just interrupted a very serious game of one on one. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it's like he doesn't realize what he's done. And the way that they run out of the department store is like how a, uh, how athletes run onto the basketball court, like ready to That's give high right, fives. True. It was really funny. But yeah, do you guys want to give that a quick rating? Yeah, I'd like to. Uh, you haven't started yet, Jay. Why don't you give it a shot? Department store basketball, I think, is a fantastic idea. This is something that, like, you always want to do when you're, you know, at, I don't know, like Walmart or Costco or whatever. And, like, when they have the bikes out when you're with your friends, you just want to yeah, take one yeah, and yeah. start riding them, riding them around. Everything and- <laughs> looks way more fun when it's not bought and in a department store. Right. Oh, 100%. And that's the thing. Like, that always reminded me of, like, that that fantasy you had as a kid of, like, what if we stayed in here overnight when they closed the store? We set up the trampolines and rode the bikes and, like, jumped off the tallest rack and all the you know all the shit you would do if you had full run of a department store no no that that is the feeling you get it's like a little sneaky feeling i love it as you said in the in the jousting one it's very jackass um i would probably give this one only a five though it's not like it's something that like broke new ground but i appreciate like the the humor and uh, how serious they take the sport of department store basketball yeah chris what about you uh i'm gonna go with the six um i liked it i had a fun time watching it i had some good laughs it it could have went on longer. Um, they could have maybe hit a couple stores and spliced them into spliced them together as well. You know, if they got kicked out of one fast. Um, but the premise was definitely there, and I know they start to do a lot of things like that. So this is kind of like the forefront of you know the department store boxing match or the department store, etc. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this one is a little underwhelming, but it was better than just okay. Like it was better than just a good sketch to me. So I have to go a little bit higher than five. Yeah. That's that's fair. I'm I'm going to go even slightly higher than that. And it's because, you know, you have Butterbean in Knoxville walking into a department store and starting to box. And that's funny, but it has nothing to do with a department store. The ones that I like, it's like 
Anglin walking into a hardware store and shitting in a toilet. Like there's this childhood innocence of like, but it's there. Why can't I play with it? And that just really tickles me for some reason. Um, and because of that, I'm going a little bit higher. I agree. The actual acting of it, I don't think was great. I think they probably should have had someone other than Cossack because uh, they, they may have been able Shut to get a little bit right more. Now. Listen, I love Cossack, but I don't like when he's in on the joke. <laughs> I like when he's the butt of the joke. Um, well, I'm I going saw with his the butt in this joke. <laughs> that that you, you, Mr. Mr. Tick Boy. Uh, I'm going with a 6.9 out of 10 for this one. Oh, the 6.9. I like it. The the good old Takashi, baby. No. Hey, I don't want to backtrack too much, but I do have to mention something that I didn't get to bring up in the in the medieval thing real quick. You guys ever see the cable guy? Oh, of course. Jim don't Carrey. You want somebody to love? Uh, did that remind anyone else of the medieval times part of that movie where they go to medieval times? I, do, I, don't I barely remember, that, remember that movie. You don't remember that part? No. Barely. No, no. So Jim Carrey and uh, oh, what's the guy's name? Fuck. I just forgot the other guy's name. Ma- uh, was it Matthew Broderick? Who was in that one? Broderick. Was, is that yeah, who was that's in it? Broderick. Yeah, yeah. So he takes Broderick down to the uh, medieval times and he doesn't know that they're going to get called to do the combat and it's him versus Jim Carrey and Jim Carrey's like, um, he's he's humming the theme from that Star Trek episode where uh, <laughs> uh, where Shatner's fighting like an alien by a rock oh, yeah, and they yeah, got yeah, like yeah, those, yeah, yeah, those yeah. sticks and there's the and it is the most ridiculous thing and every time I see any of these like renaissance fairs or anything like that, I think of that fucking scene and as a kid I, it was like my dream I always wanted to fucking go to medieval times because I d- couldn't believe I could not wrap my head around that that existed outside of a movie like that was a real thing uh, I think what I found out I like I that blew my mind did, Jay, a, did a guy you that just used to derail this did you just derail this so we could start cable guy cast what is going on right now what what is what is happening why are we talking about cable guy jay i could introduce you to a knight from medieval times if you ever come to toronto <laughs> oh that's true yeah actually guy, i know two like, people he worked for me he like came in he just ate at my restaurant all the time and then he just wanted to eat there all the time so i gave him a job and then he quit and became a knight at medieval times shout out to trey dude do they have that in toronto they do oh fucking hey Dude, oh my god. Have you never god. been to Medieval Times, Jay? No! Oh my have god, you? Yeah, 100%. What? You want to talk about wenches stories, with friggin- please. That's the waitress. The waitress asks you to call her a wench, and it is fantastic. Ooh, dirty. <laughs> yeah, right? They serve you uh, chicken, but they call it dragon. You get to wear a crown. Is it like on a big stick? No, you just every, you eat everything with your hands. It's amazing. Yeah, they don't even and you drink out of a wine. stein. Do they have toilet paper in the bathrooms? No, they actually have wenches who just kind of like use their hands and then splash water on your butthole it's like a human bidet if you will mm-hmm. kind of it's exactly like a human bidet so that's a no then for cable cast nope no. <laughs> i don't oh, think we're okay. going with cable okay. cast no, on this one but i'm glad we took two steps right. back to talk about it yeah <laughs> it's a grower we'll, we'll come back all we'll right back. let's let's see how often we can insert cable guy into our conversations uh uh, big balls pig balls this is dave england again fucking around trolling the audience just recording some pigs in their pen but this one this is one of those fucking nightmare pigs and those balls look uncomfortable when is the last time that pig fucked that's poor guy put it you know what the last time it fucked was in uh, season premiere of black mirror Ooh, the president oh you see like oxes and like you know those big beastly animals 
and they got like will knots you know like when the shit will not come out of the hair this pig had like will knots on his nuts it was yeah, like it was gross man moving on to the next one no shirt sure. No fucking shit. No shirt, <laughs> no shoes, no service. And uh, Aaron McGahee is very, very thirsty. It's a hot summer day. God damn, I could use a drink of water. Let's go to the convenience store. Wait, I forgot something. It's my pants. And the cashier totally is the hero of this one for me. I absolutely oh, love she was this fantastic. lady yelling at her. Excuse you. Shame on you. Go, 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 go. Okay, I'm sorry. No water, please. Shame on you. Oh, my God. It's it's fantastic. I love when he's walking out and he's like, he's like, I don't know, man. Apparently, you need to wear pants in this place. This lady's freaking out, dude. I'm so <laughs> glad you said that. That so remember earlier how I was like, there are a couple throwaway ones yeah. at the end of a sketch. That one killed me. This sketch is or this stunt or whatever you call it is great at the very beginning and the very end. I thought it it lagged because Aaron could have pushed it or done something or even mentioned the fact that he was in there. Like he should have gotten mad because he's like, it says no shoes. It doesn't say anything about pants. Like that would have been funny to me. But him walking out and going to the other guy, yeah, apparently you gotta wear pants or something was fucking hilarious. Up next in the rotation, hey boys, how about this? Instead of talking about what this is, it's shopping cart jousting we already saw this in cky go to our cky episode for more how about we just do this instead move on i think this is the worst one ever worst one yet i will take every excuse to do that though i don't care we got to work on our timing shark hugs coming up next boys this one was interesting because i what i meant the snake Oh, oh the right. snake. They find a snake on a railroad track. Not sure what type of snake. It looks like a black snake. It's a Not sure snake. if it's dangerous. Typical garter, garter snake. snake. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Mr. Snake <laughs> biologist. <laughs> Excuse me <laughs> for being podcast. smart. Yeah. It, it, they throw it on Rick. No, they try to put it in his shirt. Yes. If someone did this to me, like I, I'm telling you, like I would be off the show. I'd be in jail. I would murder you. So like, here's the thing that you don't know about uh, Chris, Jay, um, or maybe myself. I'm not sure if you knew this, but uh, he is petrified of snakes and I am petrified of sharks. So this is not a good episode for us. Oh, fuck. This, there's like people, my family used to prank me with snakes and it got to the point where I I threatened them and I said, there's something that I would do and I swear on my life I would do it and I'm giving you fair warnings to never prank me with a snake again. Mikey, what did I tell my mom, dad, you, and my sister? Uh, I think it was something that you would literally piss on us while we're sleeping yeah, or something like that. piss on your face while you're sleeping. Yeah. yeah and honestly, I believe it. Because Chris has done I will. worse to do me that. in my life. The what? I, I, mean, I mean, the piss on the face. I mean, how much sleep is really going on? I think once the piss <laughs> makes contact with face, you're... You're gonna be pretty much wide awake. That's that's really you're just pissing on an awake. Yeah, so they'd have to clean their pillow. They would have a terrible sleep. I I just I I promise I'll do it. So dude, that's fucking Merchant of Venice shit. Where it's like it's like fine. I get uh you you get a pound of flesh and it's like fine a pound, but like you can't bleed when you do it and this and that. It's like it's like you can't exact a pound of flesh without making someone bleed. It's like you can't piss on a sleeping person because they wake up right away. That's fucking hilarious. I love that. Wow. So does that mean uh, Snakes on a Plane was a horror movie oh for you? Oh, my God, then, man. Or? I couldn't even watch it. That was so fucking sketchy. I fucking hate those things. <laughs> like, it, like, how do you trust an animal that moves fast and doesn't have legs? Like, that's just wrong. <laughs> like, oh, I'm just going to slither around. Like, fuck you, man. Grow some fucking legs, you assholes. <laughs> I'm tired of these motherfucking Chris Aaronworths on this motherfucking plane. Hey, let's go to the next phobia. Shark hugs is coming up next. And when this came up, I immediately <sighs> thought, oh, wild 
boys. Yes! No one is wilder than the wild boys. And let's get that fucking straight. Pontius, Steve-O, and, uh, uh, you know, Knoxville's there too. But just seeing Pontius and Steve-O together doing wildlife-based stunts made me made me excited. Because uh, wild boys is a thing that's amazing. Um, yeah, so basically they're going out on a boat. And uh, their mission here, boys, is to show the sharks that humans are not dangerous. We love sharks. In fact, so much that we want to give them some hugs. Maybe a little more, you never know. <laughs> little humps. Little humps. Uh, it's basically all it is. So they get a debriefing on the boat from the expert, and uh, they're doing double, sick double front flips into the water, and uh, they're going to hug some sharks. It's basically I it. love how they, they they prefaced it by saying, yeah, we're, you know, we're going swimming with a with a, a great white tiger shark. Great white! They took the two yeah. most gnarliest sharks, a great white tiger, tiger shark, shark mixed yeah. together, and it was fucking nurse sharks. Nurse sharks yeah, aren't even yeah. sharks. They're like literally like the dogs of the ocean. Oh, Mr. Shark Biologist Yeah, what a here fucking nerd, you fucking nerd. Dude, yeah, Shark right. Week is my fucking jam. I record everything. I watch every single episode. I've been doing that for years. I know my fucking sharks. Yo, you know what I'm going to do? Why is it that I know? You know, you know what I'm going to do for you, Chris? Uh, the next time Shark Week's on, I'm going to replace your DVR with just all snake content. <laughs> so when you think you turn it on at the end of a long day to go watch Shark Week, it's just all snakes. And then I'm going to have it so you can't turn off your TV. I'm gonna, and the volume's just going to keep increasing incrementally. That will be the end of our podcast because you'll be murdered. And then, a, and then a really large man is going to come and sit on you so you can't get off the couch. <laughs> <laughs> could, could, could you be wearing the uh, the boosty D's? <laughs> yeah, sure. I might as well give you a little rope. Thank, thank you, thank you. Much so, appreciated. Yeah, that, that's acceptable. Sorry, Mikey. Go ahead. No, no. It was uh, I was I was just saying it's one thing to create a trailer of uh, of of crispy and the the poo boy, but that's what you've just explained is very elaborate, and I would love to see that come to fruition. Mikey, you were saying it's funny how you're scared of sharks, and I'm obsessed with sharks. I know you were going to get into that. Yeah, but well, based no, on my torture of you as a kid, don't you think that might make a little bit of sense? Well, today, just now, I was accused of being a nerd for knowing about snakes, your fear, and you were accused about being a nerd for knowing about sharks, my fear. Well, so why are that. you That's generalizing like nerds? I don't, I don't over... agree with this, Mikey. Like, stop trying to put people in boxes. We, we told you. I, I Listen, last time I tried to put someone in a box, The Undertaker came, and it was just a, a shitty casket match. Comma came out, and it was just... The Undertaker! Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. What, was there anything that stood out to you guys in this one? Yep. Really? Okay, so I'm assuming you... Would you like to elaborate? <laughs> yeah, please. Um, the fucking Wild Boys, man. <laughs> this is like the foundation of... Like the Wild Boys show to me is my favorite thing that's came out of Jackass in general. Like it is, I like it better than Jackass. I like it better than the movies. I love Wild Boys, and no one's wilder than the Wild Boys. I can't stop saying that. Yeah, but um, Steve O's humping of the of the shark was top notch. <laughs> like he does that, that exact motion with like the sea cucumber. He humps a lot of things in the seas, and like I, oh, could, yeah. I was very happy to see where this came from. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the humping is so juvenile. I just love it. Like, of course, you know, of course you're going to do that. <laughs> These sharks just take it too, man. Come on. Have a little self-respect, will you? They're the they're the wenches of the sea. They got grapes in their cleavage. Shark boobies, that's a thing. I got to see that. <laughs> um, did anyone notice that these were little, like, these were, like, okay, here's the thing. When you think of sharks, you think of big sharks, right? Big, big boys, big meaty, like, tanks of, of creatures that swim through the... Um, uh, the ocean but mikey would you say these were baby sharks do 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 
I just had to babysit someone's kid, so I'm all about that baby shark right now. Oh my god. Humping sharks, do 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 do. Humping sharks. Okay, I'm not this was it. also the first sighting of uh, Steve's leopard speedo. Oh, all sprawled out on oh the boat. Sexy guy. What Love does it. he stuff? Like, but, what is uh, this thing? Like, it, like, there's no way his wiener is actually like that. I've seen his wiener, but is it, is it like a shaped balkini that like has like the dick out print <laughs> or like you know, kind of like a jock cup or something like that? Like, that's a good question. It might be something like that. It'd be tough to fill it out the way he does. That's impressive. Yeah, and he, you told us last episode he never washes that thing. I didn't so. say he never washed it. He's uh, never hey, used the beginning. multiples. It's that once that one came in play, it's always been the, the one used. Okay, fine. I'm, I'm, I hope to think he doesn't wash it, though. So, Chris, I'm, I'm curious to see, because I think maybe it's time to review this one. But I there was, like, nothing that really stood out to me except for the maybe the humping. Uh, Chris, I want you to start, because I'd be curious to see what you rate this one and how much of that rating is based off the fact that it is just kind of the prequel or the origin story of the Wild Boys. <laughs> eight and a half out of ten, baby. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> what are you rating this one? I'm seriously eight and a half out of ten. What how what what is eight and a half out of ten about this one? Because there's no one wilder than the Wild Boys, Mikey. Chris, that is not enough. Chris, this is I don't care. <laughs> I smiled. You know how happy I got when I saw those two together and put two and two together that this was like the first animal Steve-O, Pontius thing. There's a few funny things here and there. I don't. I, I just don't care. Like I really don't care about justifying it. That's a solid eight and a half. You're lucky I didn't give Your it. Your happiness 10. isn't important to us. <laughs> I honestly, yeah, I loved it. I loved every second of it. So, <laughs> you guys all right, Jay, let's bring, let's let's bring him let's bring him down to size. What are you rating this one? Uh, eight, I, I think it'll go eight point five out of ten. Uh, I hate you guys. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not that good. It's not that good. I was joking. It's not that <laughs> good. Get of all time. It's f- like I I like seeing a shark get humped as much as the next guy. Okay, yeah. all, ask anybody; they'll tell up. you it's great. But uh, the thing is, I felt like there needed to be more. Yes, Chris, I agree that I like seeing the kind of the uh, beginning of the Wild Boys here, but eh, five. Yeah, I'm, uh, I, I hear what you're saying on that one. Uh, this one just feels, I, I do like that it is an origin story, but there's nothing here for me. So I, like, put it this way. If this sketch were just this sketch and they weren't the wild boys. They were two other people and they said and did exactly the same thing. I think it would be, it would be a three. It would be a three for me. Oh, fuck this you. one's I'm giving it a four, uh, because of the wild boy thing. This is like an Easter egg that you'd get at the end of a Marvel movie or something like that, but there's nothing else good about this except the hump, but the hump isn't enough to save this as one of the main stunts in this whole thing. Yeah. Now, I'm just the viewer. We're all just the viewers here. I think we got to keep in mind that we were looking at it from that perspective of like, you know, what's in it for the viewer. But if I actually had to do this, I probably wouldn't wouldn't want to be like that close to fucking sharks, even if they are the, the wenches of the sea. It's like, fuck that. I ain't getting bitten by a shark. So still props to those guys for doing it. I'm not saying it's easy or anything, you know, but uh, basing my score off of it made me feel nostalgic. Just doesn't feel right. <laughs> Just doesn't feel right. Sorry, Chris. Well, I'm Chris, really no, no one's wilder. Door. When it comes to reviews, no one's wilder than the Chris boy. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, you that. know what? I don't need to justify myself. Or sorry, guys, we we haven't been calling him Plug. Oh, no oh, one's wilder sorry. than Plug. Fucking okay, fucking uh, plugger in there, just bud. remember. Hey, Chris, just remember that I refrain from using the nickname Plugs. As we move into this next segment, the Pujos. <laughs> After a quick antiquing, of course, don't forget, we had a little interstitial of antiquing. No, that was Once white again, paint, C- I'm pretty sure. It was white paint. Was it? Well, it's, yeah, because you... Regardless, it came straight out of CKY. Yes, exactly, yes. 
But uh, white paint, yeah, maybe it was white paint, which would I think suck a lot. He more. doesn't want to talk about white paint, Mikey. Let him move forward to the brown <laughs> fucking poo. All right, all right, deal. Yeah, the opposite. Give of, him fucking of what he paint. wants. He's been waiting for this for the past hour. All right, just give him some fucking love with the poo. <laughs> Jesus Christ, so selfish, Mikey. Actually, commentary time. It's it's question period time before we get to the poo joust. I'm building a recording studio in my basement right now. I'm just about at the painting phase. Chris, I don't even know why I'm asking you this. <laughs> Suggestions for colors? What do you think? What do you think I should I, do? I'm, I'm going to go with a, a poo brown. I, I'm just going to say who needs paint if you're going with that color true why don't you just shard on the but wall i'll say i'll say this uh, you know what i'll say it in a more subtle way chris why don't you find it within yourself yes Ooh, i like that so poo brown then <laughs> or it depends on Great, what you thanks. ate it could be poo, poo green it could be poo off orange yeah if your liver's uh, fucked really you could have dark black <laughs> so you're telling me right now i go to home depot and I go to the, you know, the paint chip samples and I, I ask the, the uh, nice single mom at the counter. I say, excuse me, my friend uh, recommended you have a, a color by the name of Pooh Brown. Who makes that? Well, they don't know that. You just, do, just Jay. Tell, just tell you them, do. Just tell them um, Burrito Supreme Brown. <laughs> oh, there you go. Slap me into that paint shaker and let's go, baby. Uh, Pooh Joust is exactly what it sounds like. Uh, it's a... I like the way they structured this. I'll start with that. They're out in what appears to be... I don't know. It could be where they were with Johnny earlier, like a rodeo grounds or something. But they got this big pile of shit spread out all over the ground. At, I think it's various animals. Hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville. And we're at the Sunset Ranch in Hollywood. We have over one ton of horse poo gathered in a ring about 10 by 10 feet. And they've set up just like a beam, like a balance beam. And uh, basically one person on each side, they give you a weapon, which includes some sort of a uh, beating stick a boxing glove, and they've got their legs kind of tied up in these weird potato sack looking things, so uh, they kind of have to hop around. They can't just use their their legs, um, at least for round one, that's how they, they do it. And it's a tournament, so we've got a variety of people here in the tournament, from Bunny the Lifeguard to Jeff Tremaine, uh, Cossack's in there, Wee Man, Knoxville, and a guy called Cliver. I don't know who Cliver is. Yeah, he's um, new, I think. Yeah. They're going to war, and the loser's gonna fall in a big old pile of poo. Yeah, that sums it up. But like, was there much about it that you guys really took to this one? Even as a concept wasn't, you know what this one reminded me of was the elephant poo one because it, it like where Steve-O dives into the elephant yeah. poo. I think they have a right. different understanding of what, of what poo is going to do when you stack it up. They think it's going to serve like quicksand and it just doesn't <laughs> work that way. They should have Jay on the quality of poo that they use for these stunts. <laughs> All right, fuck you, plugs. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There was one thing that almost was amazing in this. When Jeff What's is that? battling Wee Man, because Wee Man like, was doing well because he's got that low center of gravity. And oh, right, when, right. when he goes to do Wee Man, Wee Man leans forward and he tries to do this like face plant move. And he almost fucking did like a, like there was a wrestling move, you know, when they just run by in the ropes and they smush their face into it. Right. That would have been fantastic, but it didn't oh. quite pan out. <laughs> it looked like it was about to work, and I was like, oh my god, he's going to pull the sickest move ever, but no. We Man rolled out. There are a couple of good moves that occur. I kind of wrote down a highlight list of the good moves. There is... I wouldn't really call this one a move, but... Uh, 
I guess to start it off, which is weird that I said it's a, a, a list of moves and this is not a move, but but fuck it. Uh, when Cossack and Wee Man are going at it, they introduce a slingshot from you know that off was screen. Hilarious. So they at him. Yes, you've got Knoxville, and when he faces off against Cliver, he just jumps like right off the bell, just jumps to try to punch him, and he's he's knocked out immediately. I don't know what his strategy was. I guess he just figured he didn't want to be all covered in poo, which is probably smart in the long run. Yeah, some of us, you you may not know this, Jay, but some of us do have that instinct when we're around poo. <laughs> oh, so you try to avoid the avoid the Yeah, I know I know poo. that might just catch you off guard, but but yeah, some of us some of us do. Right. Right, 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 right. You know what I realized watching this? <laughs> I, I realized that it's pretty obvious that Chris Pontius in his male entertaining days definitely did some mud wrestling in his career because he knew how to work around the smush. He, there's a reason why he won that. He spent some time in mud, quote unquote. And was definitely able to take the championship here. Yeah, he's a wrestler, man. Give it to him. But I, I'll say though that that uh, 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 Jeff Tremaine did better than I expected. I thought I thought Pontius was going to wipe the floor with him. Oh yeah, which would be which would be counterproductive if you're wiping the floor with him after he's been filled with poo. That's just not that's not a, a very smart thing to do. But you you know what I mean. Bunny versus Wee Man was a good fight. I had a couple moves in here I wanted to mention because I I thought this was pretty damn funny. Where Chris just throws his club at Wee Man right out of the start. He just hits him right in the face with his club and then just charges across the beam at Wee Man. Wee Man gets about one hit on him and then he just throws Wee Man off. So I like Chris's strategy of just like, fuck it, full speed ahead. And uh, it worked for him because he got to the finals. Yeah. Yeah. Which is Jeff and Bunny in the finals. And uh, yeah. Who did you Between guys think two, was going to win this one? That's a good question. Yeah. Chris, what did you think? Um, After the, after the first round, I thought it was going to be Wee Man, to be honest. He looked like he had good strategy. It's hard to reach down to him. You get off low, your balance. Low center of gravity. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, yeah, seriously. Like, that's but what I thought was like going to happen. he weighs like 15 pounds, dude. The what? He weighs like 15 pounds. Dude, have you like ever tried to fuck with a short stocky person? They're very hard to move. No, why have you? What the fuck? I'm a fucking bully. Haven't we got that clear? <laughs> he set you up. I don't there, pick on big, strong people. Fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do you think I'm going to try and get hurt? I, I thought, I thought Pontius was going to win this one. And uh, and I uh, I'm happy to say that I was correct. Good talk, boys. Yep. Okay. <laughs> hey, did anyone else feel like this was a way less sexy mud wrestling? Yeah. At the end, Jay, just shut up. Around. Wow, wow! Shut you you shut felt that necessary up. to say? You you thought that it was necessary to say yeah, that? Yeah, he's really just trying to like just put it out there. In but the you bed. know what? Actually, if we go back to episode one, when you admitted to having a big boy poo fetish, did I ever actually say? I don't think I did. I would actually bet you right now a hundred bucks that I didn't actually say I have yes, one. You did. You want to take that bet? Well, um, the fact that you're so sure and you are the audio what? engineer, I'm starting to kind of say, yeah, I was going to say he's got, he's got something ready, man. He's waiting for it. I also I got nothing. am not going to pay you anyway. So yeah, I'll take the fucking bet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But you just admit it on the podcast. I'm not a Lannister, bro. I ain't no fucking Lannister. Dude, I'm just a scumbag who sticks actually, up for the little man, you know? <laughs> That's all I got in this world. <laughs> Guys, do you want to give this one a, a rating? No, I want to continue this awkward conversation for longer. <laughs> it's not awkward for I'll me. I'm, I'm loving it, man. Listen, this one is, uh, 
Like, it looks like the boys having fun on an afternoon, you know, just kind of like, I think in their heads, they thought this might look better yes, on camera than it did. It's not that it's not fun to watch. It is. It's entertaining. Like the way they set it up in the tournament bracket and they got uh, Stephanie Hodge uh, from the puke segment a couple episodes ago. She's like the, you know, ring announcer. She's announcing the fights. Like, it was cool to see that they were trying to add some substance to it. Because I think we talk about that sometimes where there's certain stunts we feel like they could have did a little yeah, more. Yeah, totally, so I, totally. I, appreciate that they tried but all in all uh it just felt a little slow it was fun to see some of the moves and stuff and you know laughing at each other but at at the end of it they didn't even do the the classic you know i'm covered in poo i'm gonna chase everybody around thing so i think that's still (laughs) you need a little time for that to kind of grow on them uh I, i don't know this whole episode i know i've been going low scores I just felt like this episode wasn't uh it's probably my least favorite so far not that it's bad it's just it's hard yeah. to follow up. I'm the having trouble dive with this one. And the poo this and the poo that. I think I'm going to try my first ever 6.9. Yay, there the you club. go, baby. Chris, what do you think? What do you think? I like that it's like, the, you know, them all having fun. It's a decent premise. Definitely didn't land the way that it was supposed to. I, I kind of want to go with a five, but it was fun. Like, I definitely enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a little bit more than just an average thing. So I'm going to go with a six. Six. Yeah, I this one underwhelmed me a little bit more. I I think they should have learned their lesson from the elephant poo one. I don't know if they just thought there would be a different consistency in whatever the poo was that they were using here, but they should have known that that this one, you know what? It even felt like the editing. The, the they they tried to make it like a like, tournament, but the fights weren't exciting. And as soon as they realized that, they should have pivoted and made it something different. And they didn't. And because of that, I'm giving this one actually a four out of ten. I hate to say goodbye so soon because i'm having such a blast with you guys but it is time to wrap up any closing thoughts boys anything you want to add i'll say i think this was the best episode so far i really really yeah, i was thinking the really? exact yeah. same thing really yeah, yeah. I, it's weird wow because we are on sometimes i thought the they weren't good episodes or as good and they ended up hitting really well so hopefully it's not a reverse situation and it's actually just that this is just hitting even better than i imagined but i just had really fun doing this today well boys that wraps it up let's uh go out with some plugs real quick and we'll say goodbye mikey you want to start it off yeah just follow me on twitter at retrograde mikey i've got two other podcasts the sign off which is a sports marketing podcast and the retrograde which is a retro video game podcast you can find all that information over at my twitter at retrograde mikey Mm -hmm. yeah make sure you follow us on instagram at jackass pod chatting with people over there um Hit us up, you know, otherwise I'd be having someone to shout out right now, but you guys are being a little quiet, so fucking step your shit up and get, get, get at us. <laughs> yeah, uh, once again, uh, on Twitter, J-A-Y-P-Dub, if you want to chat with me. I do audio production as well, uh, this podcast and the production and all that good stuff I handle. So, hey, if you're thinking of starting a podcast, you just want some pointers, you want to talk, you can message me there. If you need some services, I can provide audio-related stuff as well. Always happy to chat. Uh, But that's pretty much it for me, I think, and I think that's it for us as well. Awesome. Thanks again for joining us. I had such a great time today. And you know what? We'll be back next week, as we always do with Episode 7. But until then, bye. I'm Jason Wellwood. Bye. I'm Chris Aaronworth. Bye. I'm Mikey Aaronworth. And this is The Jackast. I love my brother. Kiss him on the mouth every every chance I get. And that's all I'll say about that. Furnished by...
Sad Styles Productions. Get into it! This was a Press X for Sound audio production.